This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Don Quixote, Volume 1, by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra, translated by John Ormsby, Part 9, Chapter 25, Continued. Recording by Bob Foster, Montreal, Canada, May 30, 2006. I have before now told thee many times, Sancho, said Don Quixote, that thou art a mighty great chatterer, and that with a blunt wit thou art always striving at sharpness. But to show thee what a fool thou art and how rational I am, I would have thee listen to a short story. Thou must know that a certain widow, fair, young, independent, and rich, and above all free and easy, fell in love with a sturdy, strapping young lay-brother. His superior came to know of it, and one day said to the worthy widow, by way of brotherly remonstrance, I am surprised, Signora, and not without good reason, that a woman of such high standing, so fair and so rich as you are, should have fallen in love with such a mean, low, stupid fellow as so-and-so, when in this house there are so many masters, graduates, and divinity students, from among whom you might choose as if they were a lot of pears, saying, This one I'll take, that I won't take. But she replied to him with great sprightliness and candor, My dear sir, you are very much mistaken, and your ideas are very old-fashioned. If you think that I have made a bad choice in so-and-so, fool as he seems, because for all I want with him he knows as much in more philosophy than Aristotle. In the same way, Sancho, for all I want with Dulcinea del Tobaso, she is just as good as the most exalted princess on earth. It is not to be supposed that all those poets who sang the praises of ladies under the fancy names they give them had any such mistresses. Thinkest thou that the Amarillises, the Phyllises, the Silvias, the Dianas, the Galatias, the Philidas, and all the rest of them, that the books, the ballads, the barber shops, the theatres are full of were really and truly ladies of flesh and blood, and mistresses of those that glorify and have glorified them? Nothing of the kind. They only invent them, for the most part, to furnish a subject for their verses, and that they may pass for lovers, or for men valiant enough to be so. And so it suffices me to think and believe that the good Aldanza Lorenzo is fair and virtuous, and as to her pedigree, it is very little matter, for no one will examine into it for the purpose of conferring any order upon her, and I, for my part, reckon her the most exalted princess in the world. For thou shouldst know, Sancho, if thou dost not know, that two things alone beyond all others are incentives to love, and these are great beauty and a good name, and these two things are to be found in Dulcinea in the highest degree, for in beauty no one equals her, and in good name few approach her, and to put the whole thing in a nutshell, I persuade myself that all I say is as I say, neither more nor less, and I picture her in my imagination as I would have her to be, as well in beauty as in condition. Helen approaches her not, nor does Lucretia come up to her, nor any other of the famous women of times past, Greek, barbarian, or Latin, and let each say what he will, for, 
If in this I am taken to task by the ignorant, I shall not be censured by the critical. I say that your worship is entirely right, said Sancho, and that I am an ass. But I know not how the name of ass came into my mouth, for a rope is not to be mentioned in the house of him who has been hanged. But now for the letter, and then, God be with you, I'm off. Don Quixote took out the notebook, and retiring to one side, very deliberately began to write the letter, and when he had finished it he called to Sancho, saying he wished to read it to him so that he might commit it to memory, in case of losing it on the road, for with evil fortune, like his, anything might be apprehended. To which Sancho replied, Write it two or three times there in the book, and give it to me, and I will carry it very carefully, because to expect me to keep it in my memory is all nonsense, for I have such a bad one that I often forget my own name. But for all that, repeat it to me, as I shall like to hear it, for surely it will run as if it was in print. Listen, said Don Quixote, this is what it says. Don Quixote's letter to Dulcinea del Tobaso. Sovereign and exalted lady, the pierced by the point of absence, the wounded to the heart's core, sends thee, sweetest Dulcinea del Tobaso, the health that he himself enjoys not. If thy beauty despises me, if thy worth is not for me, if thy scorn is my affliction, though I be sufficiently long-suffering, hardly shall I endure this anxiety, which, besides being oppressive, is protracted. My good squire, Sancho, will relate to thee in full, fair ingrate, dear enemy, the condition to which I am reduced on thy account, if it be thy pleasure to give me relief. I am thine, if not do as may be pleasing to thee, for by ending my life I shall satisfy thy cruelty and my desire, thine till death, the night of the rueful countenance. By the life of my father, said Sancho, when he heard the letter, it is the loftiest thing I have ever heard. Body of me, how your worship says everything as you like in it, and how well you fit in the knight of the rueful countenance into the signature. I declare your worship is indeed the very devil, and there is nothing you don't know. Everything is needed for the calling I follow, said Don Quixote. Now then, said Sancho, let your worship put the order for the three ass-colts on the other side, and sign it very plainly, that they may recognize it at first sight. With all my heart, said Don Quixote, and as he had written it, he read it to this effect. Mistress Niece, by this first of ass-colts, please pay to Sancho Panza, my squire, three of the five I left at home in your charge said three ass-colts to be paid and delivered for the same number received here in hand, which upon this and upon his receipt shall be duly paid, done in the heart of the Sierra Morena, the 27th of August of this present year. That will do, said Sancho. Now let your worship sign it. There is no need to sign it, said Don Quixote, but merely to put my flourish, which is the same as a signature, and enough for three asses or even three hundred. 
"'I can trust your worship,' returned Sancho. "'Let me go and saddle Rocinante, and be ready to give me your blessing, "'for I mean to go at once without seeing the fooleries your worship is going to do. "'I'll say I saw you do so many that she will not want any more.' "'At any rate, Sancho,' said Don Quixote, "'I should like, and there is reason for it, I should like thee, I say, "'to see me stripped to the skin and performing a dozen or two of insanities, "'which—' I can get done in less than half an hour, for having seen them with thine own eyes, thou canst then safely swear to the rest that thou wouldst add, and I promise thee thou wilt not tell of as many as I mean to perform. For the love of God, master mine, said Sancho, let me not see your worship stripped, for it will sorely grieve me, and I shall not be able to keep from tears and my headaches. So with all I shed last night for Dapple, that I am not fit to begin any fresh weeping. But if it is your worship's pleasure that I should see some insanities, do them in your clothes, short ones, and such as come readiest to hand. For I myself want nothing of the sort, and, as I have said, it will be a saving of time for my return, which will be with the news your worship desires and deserves." If not, let the lady Dulcinea look to it, if she does not answer reasonably. I swear as solemnly as I can that I will fetch a fair answer out of her stomach with kicks and cuffs, for why should it be borne that a knight-errant as famous as your worship should go mad without rhyme or reason for, uh, her ladyship had best not drive me to say it, for... By God, I will speak out and let off everything cheap, even if it doesn't sell. I am pretty good at that. She little knows me. Faith, if she knew me, she'd be in awe of me. In faith, Sancho, said Don Quixote, to all appearance thou art no sounder in thy wits than I. I am not so mad, answered Sancho, but I am more peppery. But apart from all this, what has your worship to eat until I come back? will you sally out on the road like cardinio to force it from the shepherds let not that anxiety trouble thee replied don quixote for even if i had it i should not eat anything but the herbs and the fruits which this meadow and these trees may yield me the beauty of this business of mine lies in not eating and in performing other mortifications do you know what i am afraid of said sancho upon this that I shall not be able to find my way back to this spot where I am leaving you. It is such an out-of-the-way place. Observe the landmarks well, said Don Quixote, for I will try not to go far from this neighborhood, and I will even take care to mount the highest of these rocks to see if I can discover thee returning. However, not to miss me and lose thyself, the best plan will be to cut some branches of the broom that is so abundant about here, and as thou goest to lay them at intervals until thou hast come out upon the plain, these will serve thee, after the fashion of the clue in the labyrinth of Theseus, as marks and signs for finding me on thy return. So I will, said Sancho Panza, and having cut some, he asked his master's blessing, and not without many tears on both sides, took his leave of him, and mounting Rocinante, of whom Don Quixote charged him earnestly to have as much care as of his own person, he set out for the plain, strewing at intervals the branches of broom as his master had recommended him, and so he went his way, 
though Don Quixote still entreated him to see him do were it only a couple of mad acts. He had not gone a hundred paces, however, when he returned and said, I must say, Signor, your worship said quite right that in order to be able to swear without a weight on my conscience that I had seen you do mad things, it would be well for me to see if it were only one, though in your worship's remaining here I have seen a very great one. Did I not tell thee so, said Don Quixote? Wait, Sancho, and I will do them in the saying of a credo. And pulling off his breeches in all haste, he stripped himself to his skin and his shirt, and then, without more ado, he cut a couple of gambados in the air, and a couple of somersaults, heels overhead, making such a display that, not to see it a second time, Sancho wheeled Rocinante round, and felt easy and satisfied in his mind that he could swear he had left his master mad, and so we will leave him to follow his road until his return, which was a quick one. That's the end of part nine, chapter twenty-five, continued.